Hello there. I want to welcome you to the Good Life with Dawn Richards podcast. I am Dawn Richards, your host, and I want to welcome you to the month of November. Can you believe that we are sitting here in November already? Wow, the time flies. Um, Each year I feel like I'm saying the same thing, but it really does fly. And I'm just thankful that I'm here in the land of the living. Um, You know, to me, it's all good because um, the option is, you know, (laughs) we all know um, to be six feet under, so to speak. So it's a good thing. It's a good day. It's a happy Friday, a happy Friday. So um, I just send you blessings and cheers for all of that. And I pray that as the year draws to a close, that you just continue to um you know, focus in on what God is saying to you uh, without being distracted by what others may or may not be doing. Uh, that I think that is probably one of the biggest human challenges, um, just because we as humans just have that inclination to let our eyes wander, let our imaginations wander on, you know, what other people are doing rather than sometimes remaining focused on what the Lord is really saying to us, to us and being sincere and in earnest about that. Uh, So I am excited, as I just said, to be back with you. We are now on episode 20 of the podcast, Praise the Lord, and we are continuing in our Intentional Living series uh, with this episode. So I promised you more on this front, and I'm here to deliver glory to God, what God is giving me and what he continues to share with me and reveal to me so that we can really embrace this higher way of living, this balanced um, more uh, intentional, obviously, but fruitful way of, of living. And I think God has really been giving us some nuggets, some jewels that we can immediately start to implement in our lives um, and see real positive results, changes, um, lifestyle habits, and things that just make for um, just the good life. And so I'm excited to pick up with this episode, today's episode, um, as you see, is called Leaving the Pressure Behind or Leave the Pressure Behind. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. And I couldn't think of a more apropos time to actually record this particular episode because we're on the cusp of the holiday season, which we all know can come with its own unique set of pressures um, in addition to just the daily pressures of life that we already juggle and, and encounter. Uh, so. I was really excited to kind of, you know, release this and launch us into, you know, these final months of the year and into this holiday season with a good word that will help us to make sure we don't get bogged down in the mire and in the pressure that, you know, a lot of external sources can try to impose. And sometimes that we ourselves impose. Um, A lot of times it's self-imposed. The things that we take on, the pressures, the you know, um, need and, 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 and momentum to keep up somehow with all these things that if we really slow down, again, embracing that pause that we've talked about and evaluate what is truly important uh, versus what's urgent, then we'll find areas that we can immediately begin to strip off and to pull back. So I'm getting a little ahead of myself, um, but we are going to get into some of that and I believe you'll be blessed. So, you know, I want to start by saying that with regards to this time of year in particular, but any time of year, you are, you know, probably nursing your checklist. Um, You know, if you're like 
most of us, you've got your to-do list, you've got your shopping, you've got your errands, you've got your appointments, you've got your parties, you've got your recitals. If you have children especially, you've got your job responsibilities, you've got your household chores. And by now you get the picture that it can become a really, really busy endeavor. Life already is a busy endeavor and during the holiday season that's right um, you know, around the corner and where we're heading and so where many of you um, like myself are starting to you know look to and prep for it can really bring in temptation and pressure to get it all done and getting it all done starts to grow by leaps and bounds because we have this expanded scope we have this expanded list if you will and I think we all can relate to that in some form or fashion but guess who else can relate to it Jesus can actually relate to it. You know, here we are in the year of 2019, (laughs) the year of our Lord, as we say, and you may be feeling and thinking like, what would Jesus know about what I'm facing today? What would he know about my day-to-day pressures in life? And, you know, even if he knows, can, you know, can he relate? You know, he's on the throne in heaven. But actually, that's what makes him the most amazing God and the most amazing uh, Savior because he actually has been touched by every feeling, every infirmity, every weakness that we will ever encounter in our lives. Jesus dealt with it. He faced it in his short life, in his earthly ministry. And the great news is he overcame and he won off of everyone. There's no temptation that we will ever experience that wasn't given and presented to him and he secured the victory for us which now allows us to walk free and he knows how to teach us he knows how to take us through these things that come he helps us to navigate life the bible says he shows us the path of life and then there the scripture goes on to say and i like to pray he shows us the path of life in his presence is fullness of joy so where do we get that where do we get that roadmap to life we get it in his presence his presence can his presence can represent the word of god his presence can represent you know prayer communing with him in prayer can represent praise and worship it can represent you know coming together as a body of believers um, in a church home in a church family as the bible um, teaches us that we should be doing there are many ways that we can be in his presence But that is where the roadmap happens. You can be in his presence as you listen to a teaching like this. You're you're being still. You're allowing your mind and your heart to take in what the Lord is saying through the vessel that he is using. You're getting these downloads from heaven. You're counter checking them against what the word of God actually says. So you've got to kind of be willing to open your Bible and be intimate with your Bible because, again, Not everything that everyone says is biblically correct. And as much as, you know, people pray and they endeavor to give you exactly what God is saying in truth, there is error out here in this world. And if you don't know God and if you don't know the word for yourself, you're going to be that much more susceptible and vulnerable to taking in error. And it will impact your life in ways that you don't want. So I'm seeing a lot, a lot of that more and more, um, you know, in this instant ministry world that we live in where everybody's popping up with words here and there. And I 
I actually even did a quick uh, video teaching one day um, on one particular point that I had seen. I think it was on social media about something that just was not biblical. And I asked the question, true or false, what did God say? And that's what you should be asking yourself every time you intake something. You should be doing the due diligence to say, what did God say? Okay, I hear what you're saying, Dawn, Minister Dawn. I hear what you're saying, such and such. But then taking that word, communing with the Lord, cross-checking it with the word of God to make sure that what you're hearing is sound biblically. Because one thing about it, when God speaks, it will never contradict his written word. That's why the written word is our safeguard. And that's why anybody that proclaims or claims to be a, a, a minister or a vessel of God, but yet they never reference the word of God, that right there would be a red flag for me. Now, I'm just speaking for me. You do what you want to do. But I believe that it's important that you do the same due diligence with your spiritual life, if not even more important than you do with the people that take care of your physical life, like your doctors and the people that take care of your residents and all of that. You know, we have maintenance people. We have, you know, service providers in all these areas of our lives. And then we just kind of leave our spiritual life open for whomever and whatever. No. There are wolves in sheep clothing, the Bible warned us. And especially in these last days, there are a lot of people spouting things, a lot of voices, a lot of people proclaiming to hear from God. But it's a lot of error manipulation and falsehood so you own that you have to own that for yourself so that's just a little side trail a little rabbit trail but back to it all as you go into his presence he says there's fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore and then as you continue to go down and you continue to read the scripture and this is in Psalm 16 so you can look it up for yourself when time permits the scripture goes on to say um, and the psalmist talks about holding his feet to that path that his footsteps won't slip. And I actually pray that that's one of my confessions. That's one of my power confessions that I like to say and pray, which is, Lord, I thank you for showing me the path of life. Hold my feet to that path. In other words, Lord, don't let me get off the path. If I'm going down a path that's not for not for me, maybe it's not a bad path, but it's just not the path for me. Or if it is a bad path, whatever the scenario might be, hold my feet to the path of life that you have ordained for me, that my footsteps slip not. And so as we do that and as we lean into God, he begins to show us exactly what should be in focus what should be priority, where we should be headed, what we should be caring about or not caring about, what deserves our attention or doesn't deserve our attention. And that's when we start to be able to live intentionally and to live as God has ordained for us to live on a higher level, a stressed, a stress-free or virtually stress-free level where you're not always feeling like you're under and you're surviving, but you're instead thriving. Glory be to God. So he understands all of that. And that's why he's given us all these provisions throughout the word, all these promises. Do you know what the promise of God represents to us? The promise of God represents to us not just the pretty little book that you put on the coffee table that you dust off once or twice a year that you hide 
you know, your birth certificates, your marriage certificates, maybe some money somebody gave you. You know, old folks, they, they like to put their little money and things like that in their pictures. No, it's actually a manual for life, meaning there should be exchange with it. Just like if you want to know what's supposed to happen with a vehicle that you've purchased or an appliance in your home or anything else, you're going to refer to the manual first and foremost, right? And then if you still can't figure out, then you're going to refer to the manufacturer of that thing. Well, guess what? God is our manufacturer. Hallelujah. And he's given us a manual for life. I do hear people say many times, oh, you know, when you have children, they don't come with a manual. Well, I beg to differ. They do come with the manual, the same manual that you came with. It's called the word of God. And God is very clear about parenting, what's appropriate for parenting, what's not appropriate for parenting. So you once again, before you adapt things and mindsets and philosophies about what's appropriate and what's effective, why don't you read the manual? You might be surprised that Dr. Spock didn't actually know what he was talking about. But that's another story. So. We have this manual for life. We have this blueprint. We have these promises. And what these promises are for us are mediums of exchange. God's promise to you, God's promise to me is a medium of exchange, meaning this is how we lay hold of what God has for us. You don't lay hold of it by going outside and saying, scabadabadoo, or, you know, jumping up and down or any other kind of craziness. You go to the word of God and you say, okay, I need peace. So what does the word of God have to say to me about peace? And then you read it, you meditate on it, you let it get deep in your heart, you believe it. That's your choice. You have a choice to believe or not believe. I advise you to believe. You believe it and then you receive it. And a part of receiving it is going to be you speaking it out because the Bible says that we have the same spirit of faith Therefore, we believe and we speak. Faith is in two places, your heart and your mouth. And then you see what results. Glory to God. So get excited about the word of God. Every time you come before the word of God, you're coming before your inheritance. Glory to God. It shouldn't be drudgery. It shouldn't be like, oh, I need to read my scripture today. Oh, I need to read my chapter today. No, you get to. You get to see what's stored up for you. You get to see what has your name on it. You get to see what God has given to you. So many of us live our lives and we never tap into a fraction of what God has for us because we simply won't open the book. You've got this bank account sitting over here on the side of town, but you don't even know the deposit number. You don't even know the withdrawal number. But when you get in the word of God, you start to get the withdrawal, withdrawal numbers. And then you can start to download, receive, manifest, however you want to say it, claim what's yours. Glory to God. So knowing that Jesus understands the lure and the pull of the outside world on our time, on our emotions, on our focus, on our intimacy with him, all of that. He actually gave us an antidote to counter it all. He actually gave us the remedy for leaving the pressure behind so that we can actually enjoy our lives and celebrate life and celebrate the true reason for the holiday season. Because whether you're referring to Thanksgiving, we celebrate Thanksgiving here in the United States and in some other countries. It still goes back to him because we're being thankful to him. And whether you're celebrating Christmas which is the celebration of his birth 
his coming into the earth to save us as the Lamb of God from our sins and to give us, restore us back to relationship with the Heavenly Father, it still all comes back to him. And so he wants us to be on point and on the path. And he's given us a way to do it. He's given us a key, a kingdom key, glory to God, to leaving the pressure behind. And I'm happy that I get to share with you my lessons so you don't have to repeat them. You know, wisdom, a big part of wisdom is not bumping your head and then getting up and saying, okay, this is what I learned when I bumped my head. Sometimes it happens like that, but there is a higher way. There's a higher way. Proverbs talks all about it. The higher way is to see what God has already given us as instruction and or to observe others and learn from their lessons. I don't need to drive off the bridge to see that driving off the bridge will probably end my life when I can see that other people have driven off the bridge in times past and they ended their lives. I will take note of that. I will apply that. I will uh, correct my behavior accordingly so that I'm never close to driving off a bridge. Do you get what I'm saying? So you don't have to go through this life amassing all these hard knocks so you can say, okay, I learned this, this, this. If it happens to happen in different areas, so be it. We all are going to have that at different times. But the higher and best way is to minimize that type of learning and to step over into wisdom, which means you just get to benefit from what God has already given, what he's already revealed and what he'll continue to reveal day by day. He says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of me who gives to all men liberally. He didn't even say all saved men. He said all. So you could be a fool upon fool out here in this world. And if you just pause and acknowledge God, do you know he'll give you wisdom? Because he's love and he wants things to be well with us. He wants it to be well with you. He's not sitting back with his arms folded like, ha, okay, you think you're all that. I'll I'll teach you. No, he is constantly looking for ways to woo you, to draw you in, to help you to see who he really is in your life as your good, good father. As the one who laid down his life for you, Jesus, our savior. And so with that, you know, I actually was gently reminded of this once and I, I still remember this lesson so vividly. Um, and I and that's why I'm passing it on to you. Because I was there, I, I was, you know, fresh out of law school. I think I'd been out of law school maybe a year or two. And I was living, you know, here in the city of Atlanta. I had, you know, gotten my first apartment. I was working. And I remember one night, I remember it vividly. It was a Friday night. And I was standing in my little kitchen in my apartment. And I was standing there just mumbling to myself. All these things that I needed to get done the following day. And I was going on and it sounded something like this. I need to pay the power bill. Oh, I need to call so-and-so. I need to do the laundry. I need to, I need to, I need to. And on and on it went until the Holy Spirit gently spoke to my heart and reminded me of the one thing I truly needed. And when I tell you it was as clear as a bell, It was like he literally came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, wait, 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 wait. You're going off the deep end. (laughs) Let me pull you back in. Let me offer you an anchor. 
let me help you because this is not the way and I have a way. And he be he brought to mind this lesson from the word of God in Luke 10. And we, we started to touch on this um, in our one of our previous sessions in our intentional living series. I want to say it was our session on be still and know. And we're going to pick back up here um, in Luke 10. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Luke 10. We're going to pick up in verse 38. And I'm going to read the scripture. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So if you don't have that translation, you can just listen and you can always reference it later. Um, But if you do, feel free to follow along. And this was the thing that God showed me. He showed me the one thing because, see, I was saying I need to. I need to. And in my mind, it was like a checklist. Oh, yeah, I need to call so and so. I need to do the laundry. I need to pay this bill. I need to X, Y, Z. I need to. And I mean, it was just a mumbling. Literally, I'm just standing in my kitchen, just caught up in all of this. You know, I need to ness. And this is the one thing I truly needed. So in verse 38, Luke 10, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, They came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. So here's a woman. We talked about Mary and Martha before their sisters. And Martha is inviting them in. They're coming to her home. She's like, come on in, Jesus. Come on in, posse. And so her sister, Mary, when they got there, she sat at the Lord's feet and she listened to what he taught. But Martha was distracted in this case by the big dinner she was preparing. But you could fill in the blank with any number of things that we get distracted by. So she's about to put on a big dinner. She's about to put on a big feast. And if any of you out there are are people who love to cook like me, then you know that 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 could be some work, especially if you're talking about a group of people and you want to put your best on for after all, it's Jesus. It's not just anybody stopping by for dinner. It's Jesus himself. And so she peeped what was happening. She noticed that Martha was just happily, excuse me, Mary was just happily, you know, snuggled and nestled and just listening to what Jesus had to say while she was doing all this work. So she comes in and she goes, the Bible says she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here? Can't you just hear her while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Bossy. Ooh, bossy. And, you know, women, I have to say, we, we have to be honest. We know we have that bossy gene naturally. We have the bossy gene naturally. So sometimes we have to rein it in because she's literally giving orders to Jesus. And she says, well, I'm checking this out. And I want you to agree with me that this is unfair. I'm doing all this work while she's just sitting here. Tell her to get in here and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, You are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. So in other words, no, I'm not going to tell her to come in there and help you. You can choose to come in here and have a seat with her and listen to me because she's chosen The only thing that's worth being concerned about, meaning my word, ultimately. And that is exactly what was happening with me that night in my kitchen as I stood there and I began to get worked up in the sense of, you know, oh, I've got all these things to do, which represents what? Pressure. And the Lord sweetly, 
gently brought me right back to this and reminded me. And do you know what I did? I took a big sigh and it was like I let out this big sigh of relief. Like it didn't mean that I still wasn't going to execute on certain things and that I still didn't have responsibilities as an adult. But what it did mean is that I was no longer allowing that to drive me. I was no longer no longer allowing that to be the priority, so to speak, or the central thing that dictated my day, my coming, my going. Instead, I was going to resolve and resign to what God was showing me in the moment, to what I needed to see from him, to what I needed to understand from him. And then my steps would be ordered and when God is ordering your steps, you will absolutely get the job done. You will absolutely have the anointing, the power, the grace, the ability, the strength, the energy and all of that to get things done. Because he is the ultimate source of it all. And so as he clearly ministered that to me, I saw that first and foremost, my essential priority was communing with him. You know, I had all these other things up on the list. And none of them included pausing, being still, listening to him, communing with him intentionally. And when I realized that, I realized, as I just said, that from there he was going to lead me. He was going to help me to accomplish what was set before me. And also... And this is huge also, and I've been hinting on this the entire message so far, but he's also going to teach me how to maintain the proper priorities for what matters most in every moment. See, I said earlier in one of the earlier sessions that it's not that Martha inherently was worse than Mary or that her priorities were inherently off kilter versus Mary's priorities, but in that moment, in that moment, that was not the priority. That was not the needful thing. And I see that's where we have to be laser focused on being led and pausing long enough to get that inner knowing of what's right in this moment. Because each day has its own challenges. Each day has its own prospects each day has its own responsibilities and if you just try to carbon copy that thing day after day week after week year after year you're going to miss some essential nuances and you're probably going to be frustrated pressure filled stressed out and that's far 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 from the good life that God has called us to and so I'm happy that God can help me maintain the proper proper priorities for what matters most in every moment, because in some moments, getting the dinner on the table will be priority and that will be what matters most. In other moments, it will be pausing and intentionally sitting yourself at the feet of Jesus. Did you notice that? Have you have you ever noticed that the Holy Spirit never comes and takes the remote control and turns the television off? Have you ever noticed that never happens? But what does happen is you'll get a tap on the heart and you'll have a thought that will come, which is God saying, you should spend some time with me. You should get in the Bible. You should get in your word. You know, that now will be a good time for you to pray. And you can lean into that or you can dismiss it and you can continue to flip the channel or watch your show or 
play on your phone or whatever that looks like. He's not going to put the phone down either. He's not going to close the Facebook app, the Instagram app. He's not going to do any of it. He's given us that power and authority to choose what we will do in each moment. Mary chose what she was going to do. Martha chose what she was going to do. Jesus lovingly brought the correction and the wisdom about what was most needful, just like he did to me in my kitchen that night. But it was up to me to accept it, to acknowledge it, and ultimately to obey it. And I'm the first to tell you that anytime I have these course corrections, because I love to say that I never had to have that lesson again, that was a one and done, but no, on occasion it bears repeating. And the great thing about God, like most parents, I get tickled because I talk to parents and so many of them say, so much of parenting is repetition. Like you tell them to stop and then you tell them to stop again. And then you tell them to stop again and you tell them to stop again. And so there's this patience and repetition that goes with parenting. And God is the ultimate parent. We get our similitude of parenting from him, our similitude of fatherhood from him. And he doesn't mind. He's so patient with us, thank God, that he will continue to give you the lesson. And you'll continue to take the test until you pass it. Just know that. So if you're ready to be promoted, if you're ready to not deal with that again, just pass the test, sis. Pass the test, brother, and you'll be on your way. But when we do need that refresher course, when we do need that reminder, he's faithful to give it to us and to reset our path and our pace so that we can continue to leave that pressure behind. Glory be to God. And so once he's done that, you're able to do this. And this is another key. You can stop allowing the urgent to be first place. See, in that scenario, Martha's dinner was urgent. It's right here on me. I have these guests in my home. I need to feed them. I want to make dinner for them. It's urgent. It's right there. It's looming. You know, it's that squeaky wheel that's calling for the oil. But are we willing to pause and say, okay, I'm not going to allow you to be first place. You're presenting yourself as urgent, but instead I'm going to defer to what the Lord has showed me or what's truly important. So your priorities come down to what's important reigning over what's urgent. Sometimes the two will be one in the same, but sometimes they won't. And that's when we have to be willing, intentional about following the important. Because it may be urgent. Your text messages may be blowing up and going off. The phone may be ringing off the hook. You know, may you, you may have this urgent thing that you feel like you need to get done. Like I was doing that night in my kitchen, just rattling off the list. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. I need to do that. In my mind and in my spirit, those were urgent. I got to do it now. I got to get this done. I can't do anything else before I do. And the Lord came in and he reset and he said, no, this is what's important. And out of this, I will help you to accomplish everything that really, really does need to get done. Because here's the thing. When you open yourself up to that correction, 
then you can really evaluate. Do my priorities need a shift today? Have I been hurrying around and losing steam with each step? These are just things you can ask yourself. You don't have to broadcast it. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. This is called life. This is called living and living well. When you become this self-aware, when you start to be this intentional about your time, about your moves, about your focus, about where you're headed or not headed, then you're on to something and you're on to something wonderful and big and good and great with great upside and great reward. So these are just things you can ask yourself. Do my priorities need a shift today? And we're not doing this in a tone of self-condemnation. We're doing this in a tone of liberation. Like, Lord, teach me. I'm here. Give me your wisdom for this day. I've never lived this day before. I've never faced this day before. I've never gone this way before. So help me. You know, in the Old Testament, he was a cloud by day and he was a he was like a flaming fire by night. He was constantly guiding them. Why? Because they acknowledge we've never gone this way before. This day, November 1st, 2019, you've never lived it before. Tomorrow, you ha- when you show up, if you're so blessed, you will never have lived that day before. And so doesn't it only make sense to acknowledge the one who has gone before you, who knows your end from the beginning, who has set before you a path of life, a path filled with goodness, the good life, He's prearranged and made ready for you to live according to Ephesians 2 and 10. It absolutely does. So you start to say, how am I feeling? Do I feel like I'm running out of steam and I'm hurrying around and losing steam with each step? You know, we've talked about that. If you haven't been with us before now, I encourage you to go back all the way back to episode one. But if you're just wanting to jump in right now on our intentional living series, I think we kicked it off in episode 16 or 17. And you can start to learn and to become built up in the in the importance of finding that pause button and what that looks like and all the benefits that come with that and being still and knowing and employing an ounce of prevention so that you can now leave the pressure behind. Glory to God. You know, if your mind is so full of what's next, then it's probably robbing you of what's now. It's probably robbing you of enjoying the present. If you're already on Thanksgiving Eve and how you've got to cook all this food and and prep all these pies and go to the grocery store and decorate your house and invite everybody over and wash the dishes and all that. If you're already there. I know you are not able to enjoy now. Does that mean you don't prep? Absolutely not. That's wisdom to prep. That's wisdom to carve out time, write everything out, start to make your list, do whatever you need to do, pace yourself so you're not bombarded at the end. But if it's stressing you and if you got that whole, I need to, I need to, like I was doing, no, 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 no. Take a step back, recalibrate, And most importantly, trust God. Even if you end up with two chicken wings on Thanksgiving, who cares? Who cares? Did anybody die? Did anybody starve? And maybe they needed to fast. Hey, 
We could all probably use a little help in that department. <laughs> so start to think of it from God's perspective. Start to get his vision and his view of things. Because I know we, as our human selves, we can really drum up drama and we can drum up drama in our minds and we can make mountains out of molehills. And that is not how God wants us to live. And so if that is you, if you are so full of what's next that you're being robbed of enjoying the present, I encourage you to settle down. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep repeating myself on this. And I'm talking to me as much as I'm talking to you. Believe you me. I encourage you to settle down. Get in a quiet place. And just allow the Lord's presence to strip away that stress and that pressure that you feel. He will definitely recharge you and he will invigorate you to begin again when it's proper in time. He will show you what's important, what can wait, or listen at this, what can be dismissed altogether. Because some of the things that we put on our plate and we put on our list, God never said for us to do those things. He never called us to that. We're over here looking at somebody else's plate and saying, oh, that looks so good. That looks appetizing. I think I'll add that to my plate. And God never told us to add that to our plate so we can be free. Because he's going to also show us what can be dismissed altogether. Maybe you don't need to return the phone call. Maybe it is going to be an energy sucker. Maybe it's going to be a toxic thing. Maybe you do need to return it. Maybe there's something else you can forego. Maybe you don't have to accept every invitation that comes through the door and you can actually enjoy being in your home and resting properly and and just being with yourself or if you have a family with your family sometimes. You don't always have to be in the streets, so to speak, you know. So whatever that looks like, everyone is different. Everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's path and life and journey is different. The key is we still all have access to the same God, the same wisdom, the same leading, the same help. And we can take it and we can put it to work and we can benefit from it because he's going to show us this, but he's not going to leave us to our own devices. He's going to go with us hand in hand and step by step. He is the good shepherd. And he will lead us and make us to lie down in green pastures. Glory to God. Not weeds. Not bristles. Not thorn bushes. But green pastures. And beside peaceful streams. Hallelujah. Peace and stress don't mix. Peace and pressure, nonstop pressure, don't mix. But that's where he's leading us. He's leading us to green pastures and beside peaceful streams. And he will enable you to finally leave the pressure behind. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I will give you rest. That's Matthew 11 and 28. Beloved, don't allow the pressures of life, the pressures of the holiday season to overcome you. Take this blueprint. 
take these teachings, these lessons, and leave the pressure behind. I want to thank you, as always, for listening. I want to thank you for being intentional about hearing what God has to say to you so that you can live and know the abundant life. I ask that if this message, if this podcast, if this podcast generally or this message in particular has blessed your life, that you will share it liberally, that you will pass it on. You know, you can download these. I want you to to, um, tweet at me, IG post in your stories or on your feeds with hashtags about the Good Life of Dawn Richards podcast, Intentional Living series. If you have some key takeaways that have really stood out to you, be liberal in sharing them. It will help others and it will also help get the message out about what we're doing here and how we can be a blessing to more and more people. As always, I'd love for you to remain connected with me at dawnrichards.org, our website, on social media at Dawn Richards Men, on Twitter and Instagram, and at Dawn Richards Ministries on Facebook. And until next time, Happy November, happy Friday, and God bless you.